Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh, hi. If you like this show, will you leave a review for it wherever you listen to podcasts? You don't even have to write anything. Just some stars will do. It's one of the most effective ways to spread the word about us and one of the most meaningful ways to show your support for what we do. We are so grateful. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for a secret menu, which will give you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. Yes. Can I tell you about something? Please. That I just learned about yesterday. You know, I'm an original Tinks fangirl. Original, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I've loved Tinks for a long time. As long as a person could, you've loved her. Yeah. And she came out with something yesterday. I, she I, came out. She had a drop. <laughs> she dropped a term. I don't think it was new. My sense, the way it was contextualized, I think she'd used it before and I just missed it. But somebody asked her, what's that term you have for bad friendships where you have to do 90% of the work? And she was like, oh, battery's not included, friend. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes. And this is why I love Tinks. And think she's very good at what she does. Well, it's incredible because there's also that term energy vampire Mm, that has been mm -hmm. used for this type of thing. And I actually, I've never thought that was a particularly good term in part because pop culture has taught us that vampires can be sexy Mm. and oft are. Yeah. And so I think that's giving this person way too much credit. Well, I also just think it's so funny to describe a person as batteries not included. (laughs) Oh, that guy, he's totally batteries not included. He doesn't bring anything to the table. You have to do all the work, all the lifting, all the lifting. All you have to bring all the energy. (laughs) Yes. I also just like the idea of a subcategory of batteries not included boyfriends. Yeah. Where you have to do all the work in the relationship. Just, you know, the alliteration works, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Enjoy it. Use it. It's wonderful. (laughs) I I hope to use it. Uh, (laughs) um, Can we talk about a toy brand? Speaking of batteries not included. Speaking of batteries not included. You will always find a segue. We will always find a segue where they're totally not necessary. But uh, (laughs) so I only realized about a month ago, I think first when speaking to you that Zany Brainy was a chain. That Zany Brainy was a chain. I really, yeah. we had one in our town and it was a big deal and I really just thought it was a single store. It was next door to the Brouhaha and and this is Bruhaha implying that people know what Brouhaha is. Well, yeah. it just was like, it was our Stars Hollow shopping center in that sense where it was like, 
Totally. That actually, that's <laughs> deeply useful because yes. my equivalent to Zany Brainy was in our Stars Hollow shopping center, but it was called yeah. Abe's and it was a caramel corn store that mm. also had Zany Brainy type things. Yes. And sold like, do you remember Soyve teriyaki sauce? Oh my God, yes. I think it's still around. I think it is too, but yeah, like it was yeah, like a yes. 90s thing. Oh my it God. It was a yeah, 90s it, thing well, you could sell in Peoria. Right, because <laughs> the typeface, the design is sort of Hebrew. It, it was looks stylized. Like as, yeah, no, yeah. that's still very much around. Yeah, Soyve. In fact, I didn't know of it in the 90s. I think I've only discovered it in the last decade. This caramel corn store <laughs> offered that discovery experience. <laughs> we worked Soyve into this. Thank you. <laughs> Mm. Um, so zany brainy. Yeah, okay, didn't so know <laughs> I didn't know it was a chain. I thought it was my own personal uh, heaven, my own personal happy place, which was it was truly a happy place for me. Like when I think back on my feelings of being in that store, all positive, all happy. What did it stock that spoke to you? Uh, stickers and Sanrio. Because yeah. it was during my sticker book phase and it was also during my like second of three Sanrio phases, I uh -huh. would say. When um, was your first Sanrio phase? As a child. As you like know, a, like a young like yes, yeah. as a young person. Like a five year old. And I think I was trying to figure it out. I remember part of what made Zany Brainy special was that they carried Sanrio and Sanrio was hard to find. You could find it at King of Prussia Mall, which was the sort of far mall, but yeah. big mall from us. And in California, I think, because they tend to have more Japanese stuff. And I had family in LA. And so we would visit. I think that's probably where I first engaged with Sanrio was visiting family. And then we only could find it at Woodfield Mall in Chicago. That was your King of Prussia. Yeah, that yeah. was your King of Prussia. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. When Zany Brainy opened up and I could access Sanrio locally, that was huge for me. And then it was also the stickers and the sticker book yeah. era. They leaned hard into that. And as I mentioned on a previous episode, I recently discovered via like an old letter my mom had faxed to my dad that I had attended sticker book conventions. Yeah, there. totally. Um, at Zany Brainy. At Zany Brainy. So clearly, yes, this was a very meaningful. I was an engaged fan. I was totally. I, so I have there are two brands I'd like to ask you about if mm -hmm. you engage with them yeah. at Zany Brainy, because these are the like two things that I associate with that store. Mm -hmm. But I went a lot less than you. OK. Klutz. K -L -U -T -Z. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, I can picture the logo. Were they toys? No, they were like, it was like a cat's cradle book that came with the yes, string and you yes, made it. Yes, and then like absolutely. a friendship bracelet oh book. And it, it was like yes. books and supplies. Abs I am. Wow. Yes. Very much remember Klutz. You know, they weren't, Klutz was not the publisher of, but they were definitely in the same competitive set as those like curly girl books that would teach you how to do your hair and all yes, that. And, yes, and face yes, yes. painting books. Oh, this, I think Klutz does make face painting okay. books yeah. also, like an, mm -hmm. like an animal face yes. painting yep. set. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, mm -hmm. totally. Also related to that creativity for kids. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> That's still around. So is Klutz. Yeah, so okay. is Klutz. Yeah. yeah, creativity for kids, which yeah. is basically minus the book, yes. but the box yes. of all of the things Somebody, with booklets. Cam has received multiple creativity for kids rock painting kits, which are the biggest scam. <laughs> um, they have so many rocks in them. They're actually just- Wait, they come just, with a lot of rocks? They come with rocks and paint. No, and no. I suppose the paint is waterproof. No, the, the paint makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> the rocks feel like something the children could be sourcing themselves. It's so absurd. What are, like, okay, I understand that this is a thing for indoor kids, clearly, because yeah. they're being like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you could they could at least go outside for the rocks. Yeah, no, portion. you totally could. But you don't have to. The second brand that I'd like mm -hmm. to inquire about is BrainQuest. Oh, of course. I was gifted and talented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think I am? BrainQuest was sets of flashcards, mm -hmm. long flashcards yeah. that you could fan out. Yeah, they were secured with a brass tack. Yeah, uh, or like a something. Yeah. Like a brad. Yeah, a yeah. brad. Yeah. A brad. <laughs> and they were just... It was like things, of problems, things and you should know by the time you're in fourth grade. It was like trivia. 
Yeah. Because it was that was, it was like one. Brain Quest for like nine year olds. Brain yeah. Quest for like. I okay. think it was the one that was like facts every fourth grader should know or something. Wasn't that that one? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I saw I saw a picture of a kid on Instagram recently reading a Brain Quest book. It wasn't the thing like where you're talking about the uh-huh. like super long and it flash came cards. in like a pl- a plastic case. Maybe mm, that sounds right. All I remember was these incredibly long flashcards. Yeah, rectangular. like stick of butter yeah. shape. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But, you know, distinctive, we, we we recall it. So I just thought this was my thing. Yeah. And after we mentioned it on the podcast. Just like I never knew anyone who did brain quest besides. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after we did that, all these people on Instagram were like, oh my God, I need a zany brainy discussion. Like you really brought me back. And turns out this was a chain. Like you knew about it. Yeah, we had this at, at Oak, in Oak Brook in Chicago. I mean, we meaning like the state of Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when you're from the state of Delaware too, you also get to claim the entire state. So I looked into it. Tell me everything. It was owned by FAO Schwartz, which makes total sense yes, to me. Yes, it does. Because it was a truly expertly constructed toy store. The kind of place that you walk into and you just immediately get the sense of awe and wonder and overwhelm and like nothing wow. bad could ever happen there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just tangential here. You and I both just read Emily Henry's new book, Happy Place. And the way that she used that term, I was like, this is the new core memory. Like Happy Place is going to have an internet speak moment. Yes, and, I think that's right. And, I think that's right. And F.A.O. Schwartz is happy a happy place. place. Yeah. And Zany Brainy was a happy place. This I loved. Zany Brainy founded by the same guy who founded Encore Books. When was the last time you thought of Encore Books? Right, I couldn't right. pull it uh, out from 12 years ago and right now. Yeah. 12? I, well, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Zany Brainy met its demise when it got a little too big for its britches and it acquired a competitor called Noodle Cadoodle. Were you familiar? No, but <laughs> the name. But the fact that Zany Brainy acquired Noodle Cadoodle. Noodle Cadoodle. Noodle Cadoodle. Because Kid. Kid Doodle. Oh, Kid Doodle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Noodle uh-huh. Kid Doodle. Yeah is perfection. It's And the fact that that was its downfall. Zany Brainy acquired competitor Noodle Cadoodle. That was its downfall. It had, Zany Brainy had 187 locations when it shut down. I would like a 2024 remake of You've Got Mail that features <laughs> Zany Brainy and Noodle Cadoodle. But also camp, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stroke um, camp can make an appearance, of course. I done with the no, I didn't think you were. Here. I didn't think you were. So the founder of Zany Brainy and the CEO of Zany Brainy, who were two different guys, went on to together. Open, together. Uh-huh. They're the Claire and Erica. They were like, I <laughs> the of toy rhyming stores. toy yeah. stores. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They were like, we're not done. So they went on to open Five Below. What? You know Five Below? Yeah. Yeah. They're... Tell everybody what Five Below is who doesn't know. Well, I, to be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> but my sense is it's like a dollar store, but everything's five dollars and below. <laughs> and, and it's definitely aimed at Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. Slash yeah, yeah, young yeah. millennials. Yeah. That's my sense of it. I, I have not really engaged with it as a brand. They know how to speak to a young audience. Yeah. Totally. I, wow. I'm interested in knowing more about these men. I... Again, I'm not done. I didn't. I would not think you were. In 2020, Zany Brainy was revived as an online store. I do not know the story of this. Who did it? If the original Zany Brainy people. If it was like the Delio's revival where it was just trying to suck money from. Yes. (laughs) From us. (laughs) Erica, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this and it's going to be just a random toy store. No, it is the same logo and everything. And they're basically just selling a bunch of Zany Brainy branded merch and a few toys. You can get a white t-shirt with the original Zany Brainy logo on it. You can get a backpack with the original Zany Brainy logo on it. On there or on eBay, either place. (laughs) Hold on. Let me just read to you our story. We and many of our fans believe that Zany Brainy was the world's greatest good for kids toy store. Correct. 
<laughs> I, I count myself among these fans. The idea was based simply on providing the best place for kids to play with their favorite stuff and expand their imaginations. Then it goes, ah, blah, 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 blah. From what we've heard, you may agree that Zany Brainy was the most important toy store in America. Based on the strong demand by Zany enthusiasts, and that's capitalized, capital E, Zany enthusiasts who are uh -huh. all grown up now, we are proud to share a small glimpse of the past that provided so much joy to a generation of Zany Brainy kids. It, it was a delightful end to this research hole for me. I just feel like there's a real gifting opportunity oh, here. Yes. Like this is the merch that someone in your life might want. I don't know. I think so. For a, sure. a Zaniac, you know? <laughs> You're like zany enthusiasts is <laughs> fine, a missed but it's what it opportunity. Is. Yeah. Zaniac. Thank you so much to Moment Design Store for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, so you may know this already, but we are right up at the cusp of the second biggest gifting season of the year, the sort of moms, dads, grads, summer wedding season. Perhaps you're already on top of this, but Mother's Day sort of kicks things off on May 14th, which is a mere two weeks away. And we figured we would share some of our favorite things from Moment Design Store, which is one of our favorite places in the world to buy gifts for all the sort of moms in your life. They they have this really beautiful Toyo toolbox. It's this bright red metal toolbox. It's obviously great for tools, but also gardening supplies or cross-stitch stuff. They have block shop robes, which are our favorite robes. Claire and I both have these and love them. Block shop is a sister duo out of LA that just makes amazing stuff. And they have these pond mirror bookends. And they are, I would say, the coolest bookends I have encountered in quite a while. There is something for everyone at MoMA Design Store for Mother's Day that's coming up on May 14th, that summer wedding you have or graduate you're celebrating. There's truly something at every price point. Every product is reviewed by MoMA curators, the very same ones responsible for what is on view at the museum. We just love what they do, and they have been huge supporters of this show, and we love going there for all of our gifting needs. Shop online at mo.ma slash a thing or two or in store in New York City, in Soho, Midtown, and at the museum. Every purchase supports the museum's collection and education programs. So when you shop at MoMA Design Store, you are giving back to the arts too. Pretty major stuff. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Yeah. This led me to a, a store that I assumed you knew about. Mm -hmm. I assumed this was like the mall yeah. brand that you also experienced, the Nature Company. Yeah. I can picture exactly where it was downstairs at the Galleria in St. Louis, which was like growing up the like two malls that were core to my experience were the Oak Brook Mall in mm -hmm. Chicago, which was outdoors. Mm -hmm. And then the Galleria Mall in St. Louis, which was just chic. I don't yeah. know how else to say it. The Galleria. The Galleria. Of course it was chic. Okay, so the Nature Company was started by Peace Corps volunteers in Berkeley in 1972, which oh. kind of tells you absolutely. <laughs> how many Peace Corps volunteers do you think have started mall brands? Exactly. The branding was quite good. It was just like elegant. There mm -hmm. was, It's just like a nice font. There's this sort of hand-drawn photorealistic rabbit. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. I went there all the time. 
You did. And and my brother Ed also would go there all the time. And I don't know. I guess we spent money on rocks. I guess. Did you have a rock collection? He kind of did. There were like little geodes. Truly, it was nonsense. You were into crystals before everybody was into crystals. Exactly. Exactly. I guess that's what we were buying. Mm -hmm. I guess. Like fool's gold. Like, I I truly don't know. Mm. They also sold like rain sticks. And I feel like. I, it's hard for me to know if I've just decided that I'm familiar with it. But when you, li- I, I went and looked at it, I was like, oh, this does seem familiar. I feel like one of my tertiary malls had it. Okay, so here's the other thing I learned in doing this research, okay. that there was a competitor. Mm. In the 80s, a competitor popped up called Natural Wonders, which to give you a sense of the differentiating features here, it was stylistically much more papyrus, the font. Uh, this may be, okay, this and is sounding more familiar. This maybe this is what I had. have encountered. Okay. Because when I was doing research on this, I was like, natural wonders is not what that thing was called that I loved, but mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, whatever. Yeah. I couldn't parse what the two mm-hmm. things were. So I found an incredible video on YouTube called The Nature Company Plus Natural Wonders, A Tale of Two Retailers <laughs> by Chutney Bay. And Thanks for crediting the author of this Claire. Video. You will see why. Okay. Okay. To some, the nature company is more serious and scientific. Thank you. Because the nature company <laughs> also sold science toys and microscopes uh-huh. and okay. they had a little bit of a planetarium kind of, you know what I mean? Bring like that, a, Bring this thing back. This Like star great. maps or something. Yeah, yeah. Which may be like Zodiac before Zodiac. Yes. I don't know. There were lawsuits and mm-hmm. countersuits mm-hmm. and natural wonders eventually had to pay a quote painful $1.1 million. And the Discovery Channel bought the Nature Company in 1996, and then it was rebranded by 2001, and Natural Wonders went completely out of business by 2004. Okay, this is the quote that I need to give this video credit for. Just like the natural cycle of life, everything that lives must eventually die. This includes retail chains. Wow. (laughs) True. What? Accurate. On earth. Like, incredible. I do wish more people would apply this lens to business. Right? Just like the natural cycle of life, everything that lives must eventually die. Incredible. So in in looking into this, I surfaced this article from BuzzFeed that was about wall brands of the past, mm-hmm. which is like such BuzzFeed fodder. Yes. So the description of, of natural wonders, which again, not my preferred brand, but still right. applies for sure. What you bought there, pure mood CDs, rain sticks, those rain eagles sticks. that balance on your finger, oh, geodes, yeah. and other random rocks. Who shopped there? Primarily 13-year-olds and women in their 50s, <laughs> which again, rings true. Yes. I will also say that they have analysis on Zany Brainy and oh. they say what you bought there, boring learning games and shitty fake Legos. Wrong. Who shopped their overachievers? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Absolutely true. God. <laughs> boring learning games. Brain quest, anything but boring. <laughs> Can I, this is a brief interlude to to discuss something that felt important. Once again, sourced from our Instagram thingies, somebody wrote in that their thingy was yogurt with fruit and pecans. And I was like, you know, we're not talking about pecans enough. We're not talking about pecans. The nuts nut. (laughs) If only pecan had you running their brand. I just feel like almonds get so much and... I don't even do you know. Think, here's a question. Do you think walnuts get more than pecans? Or yes. No? Yeah, you do. Okay. I, th- I, I tend to agree. It's in the savory category, at least, yes. walnuts get more. Pecans get away more in the sweet so category. To, okay. I thought, you know, it turns out I had more to say about this <laughs> than I thought. A walnut goes rancid so quickly. Pecans do not. Wow. 
excellent point. A walnut you've had a bag for two weeks and it's gross <laughs> and you have to throw it away. Pecans last forever, okay? That's an excellent point. And they are fairly... I, I'm going to offend people, but they feel fairly interchangeable in some recipes. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Any recipe, that any calls for a walnut, recipe that calls for a walnut, you, you could use a pecan. Use a okay. pecan. Okay, good, good. Like, Do we think the inverse is walnuts? true? Yeah. It would be so good as shrimp and pecans. Yeah, totally, totally. I make this asparagus and walnuts dish. But it would be great with Yeah, pecan. you're right. You're totally a right. It's like a sweet nut. It's great. When I fell hard into pecans and when they became <laughs> a regular rotation in my life was during my, I'm not even going to call it ill-fated because it was successful, but during my notorious, infamous... <laughs> moment with Whole30 where basically all you can eat is nuts and I'm very quickly <laughs> tired of almonds. You're not even allowed to eat peanuts because it's a well, lagoon. I know that about peanuts. And I hate <laughs> hazelnuts. And well, so hazelnuts. No, thank don't you. Get, I mean, Nutella, I love well, and that's, that's about that's where it ends for me. That's not hazelnut. That's sugar. Yes. Accurate. But I don't even love most hazelnut yeah. desserts except yeah, yeah, for yeah. Nutella. However, I quickly turned to the pecan as my salvation during Whole30 and it brought me very far. I would do coconut yogurt, Coco June, which is very good, with berries and a pecan. Outstanding. Not just one pecan, though, right? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, you're right. I would do lots of pecans. Not half a you date, know right? why? Like a pecan brings so... <laughs> a pecan brings so much depth and sweetness that to me, you don't even need the, the granola of it. Like a pecan is a granola on its own to me. That's a strong sell for me because I do not like a granola. I know you don't. Yeah. And I, I mean, a granola with pecans in it is one of the most decadent granolas you can have. But just a pecan on its own, I truly feel brings so much to the table that it basically is a negates granola the need. substitute. Yes. yes, negates the need. Oh, the other thing, a pecan crusted anything, like pecan crusted chicken, pecan, pecan crusted seafood, delicious. Hard to pull off as yeah. a home cook. You got to get the dredging of everything correct. Correct, correct. But delicious. Yeah, that's a good, an air that's a good fried point. pecan crusted whatever. Delightful. I just let's get the pecan going, people. I mean, one of my favorite desserts in the world is pecan pie. I love in the entire pie. way. I'm so always surprised that you like it because it's very sweet. I love pecan pie. It is always my favorite pie at Thanksgiving. Me too. My mom has this cookbook that I think is out of print now that you have also delighted in the products of the yes. Emily Lucchetti Stars Desserts Cookbook, which is this sort of like iconic old, I think it's like a 90s cookbook, but they have an incredible pecan pie. The pecan pie my family makes is the one on the back of the corn syrup bottle. The Caro's I mean, yeah. corn syrup bottle. Mm -hmm. Classic. As it should Classic. be. Classic. The other thing I've always wanted to make but haven't is the Food 52 flourless pecan cake that calls Ooh. for five ingredients. So you grind up the pecan, yeah, make a pecan flour. Absolutely it's a little incredible. bit in the vein of that almond cake yes. you make yes. with the oranges. The, oh gosh. Claudia Roden. Claudia Roden. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But this that one you don't have to boil really oranges. Good. You don't have to boil oranges. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something. <laughs> yeah. What you also have a smitten kitchen. One oh, yeah. Sm there's a Smitten Kitchen peach and pecan sandy crumble that feels like it's like the answer to topping all the summer mm. things in the same way that the best granola would have pecans yes. in it. The best like fruit baked yeah, fruit yeah, yes. summer thing would yes. have pecans on top. Pecans call us because we think you could have a you could be having a bigger moment. <laughs> pecans, the nuts, nuts. Why isn't there a pecan milk, do you think? Maybe they're too flavorful. Maybe. Because I think there's a walnut milk and it's kind of gross. I haven't had that one. I think I tried a lot of weird milks during Whole30. Did you try the pistachio milk during Whole30? They all have such sugar in them. Yeah. I think. I remember that Tosh one that is like the beautiful packaging that yeah. one has. I didn't try it. I What did I end up doing? for? I must have just done almond milk because you couldn't do oat milk. So yeah, I must have been drinking almond milk. Or, or coconut milk. 
Oh, there's also that those nut pods creamers that are allowed. There's a lot of weird nut pods. Stuff. Not a great term. Yeah, <laughs> they no. can work on that too. Hello, I'm Avery, and I'm the host of Girl Boss Radio. Yep, that Girl Boss. With over 23 million downloads to date, Girl Boss Radio is your resource for no bullshit career advice. Our new season is all about nuanced conversations on all things work and success. Our hit podcast features weekly chats with boundary-pushing leaders, doers, and thinkers who are redefining success on their own terms. I've had the most inspiring chats with incredible women like filmmaker Domi Shi, mega-influencer Matilda DeGerf, Nick's founder Joanna Griffiths, and Goop's associate beauty director Megan O'Neill. We talk about manifestation, setting boundaries, making money on OnlyFans, and so much more. New episodes drop every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. If you're looking for a real dose of career advice and inspiration, we'll see you there. Okay. The internet's been talking a lot lately about walks. Incredible. (laughs) Honestly, the internet's ability to work itself up about Walking. Walking. I cannot believe how much ink has been spilled, how many pixels have been employed in the discussion (laughs) of walks. So there's the hot girl walk, which Mm -hmm. was defined by the TikTok user exactly like the other girls. That is her handle. So this is an outgrowth of the, quote, silly little walk of ye olde Mm -hmm. pandemic. Did you know that there's a distance set for a hot girl walk? Did you know that there's a... I just (laughs) want to say I saw this in your notes and I was really upset about it. I had no idea because my familiarity with hot girl walks obviously comes courtesy of Tinks, who has rebranded them as rich mom walks. Sure. Okay, friends, it's four miles. That's insane. Okay, it is. I mean, how long does it, is that a four hour walk? No, okay. So I did look this up because I was like, wait, how long does four miles take? So apparently walking a mile is between 15 and 22 minutes ish. So I was like, okay, I think basically the equivalent is being like an hour long walk, but four miles sounds more scientific. It's like fake science than one hour. Okay. So the other component of this is you can only think of what you're grateful for, your goals and how hard you are. Did you know that part? Absolutely no idea. Maybe I've been like, I haven't been giving, what are they called? Hot girl walks enough credit? No, you have because (laughs) when you watch this video on TikTok, you're like, oh, this is definitely a diet culture slash the secret collaboration happening here. No, I just meant I didn't give it enough credit for actually being something. I thought it was really just just those those three words. You thought it was just those three words? That's what I thought it was. I didn't realize there were rules. (laughs) There are rules, but again, like... It's a little bit like the video starts with, if you're wondering how I went from this to this. And I was like, oh, (laughs) no. no. Oh, get me out of this place. Okay, so there's that end of things. Mm -hmm. That end, yeah. Yeah. But if you thought that TikTok had monopoly on talking about walking, you were absolutely (laughs) wrong. I just want to say congratulations, Erica, because I didn't actually think you were going to teach me anything new about walking today. (laughs) I don't mean that as an insult. I just thought we were going to talk about how much discussion of walking there had been and it turns out I haven't been paying enough attention to it because I had no idea that there were all those rules. I didn't either. Okay. Um, so the New York Times is mm-hmm. like the pacing of the articles yeah. about this, Claire. It's <laughs> it's insane. So like in, quarterly? Yeah, but then like March 17th and March 25th both had one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So September 15th, we get the next walk you take could change your life, which okay. I am sorry. That is and I the most social this, media so caption of a headline. What oh, yeah. is that nonsense? No, this one small trick will change your life. Absolutely. This one small trick will get rid of all your belly fat. 
this one small trick. Study after study after study have proved that we feel intuitively in our gut. Walking is good for us, beneficial for our joints and muscles, is stewed at relieving tension, reducing anxiety and depression, a boon to creativity, likely. Slows the aging process, maybe. Excellent at prying our screens from our face, definitely. And then, you know, a, a professor of experimental brain research in Dublin called walking a superpower, claiming that walking and only walking unlocks specific parts of our brains, places that bequeath happiness and health. Anyway, okay. then there's this article from, again, March 17th, a little motivation to take a walk where the British Journal of Sports Medicine researchers examined 196 studies and found that a brisk walk of at least 11 minutes a day significantly lowered participants' risks of heart disease, many kinds of cancers, mortality. And then March 25th, whatever the problem, it's probably solved by walking. Claire, this this, this is from my this is an op-ed from a man who walked 500 miles across Spain. Incredible Wait, headline. <laughs> absolutely incredible headline that reminds me of this Thomas Rhett country song that goes, there ain't nothing that a beer can't fix. Yeah. What Mm -hmm. in the world? Whatever the problem, it's probably solved by walking. (laughs) I also am just impressed that these are all articles from late 2022 and early 2023. I thought we talked all there was to talk about walking in 2020. When there's nothing else we could safely were permitted to do. We're still still talking about it. So I'm here to say that I've been taking walks. Oh my God, congrats. (laughs) Good for you. Thomas and I have gotten into a habit of taking a walk on like a Sunday afternoon or evening of making it an end of the week or I guess beginning of the week thing. Mm. Um, Yeah, and I think that there's something about Sunday of going on a walk and before you're like fully in the like, okay, it's Sunday night and Mm -hmm. I'm like winding down and actually preparing for the work week. It's a little bit like grounding us in our neighborhood and like seeing things and like getting away from like the Sunday scaries Mm -hmm. of it all being at Mm -hmm. home. And also being able to be like, what does your week look like? But not doing that at the dinner table or like when the loomingness yeah. of having to clean your house and get your shit mm-hmm. together and whatever is lording nice over to you. Get out. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain it. I also like your framing of this being the thing that begins the week. Yeah. If we could all, you know, calendars have Sunday at the beginning of the week. Yeah. And yet we treat Sunday like the end of the week. The end of the week. Yeah. There is something kind of nice about that idea of treating Sunday as the beginning of the week. It takes a little pressure off Monday. I think that's right. Yeah, I that's think that's good. right. I like that. I'm also like maybe the way to get this to, to take and to feel different from a hot girl, rich mom, whatever. Yeah, walk, you got it. You <clears> got to <throat> draw. We're going to have to brand it. Yeah. Is to try to make it feel like European in like mm. to like mm-hmm. passe art. To yes. Like stroll, uh-huh. To uh-huh. have that like aperitivo hour. Yes. Like whatever. I like or this. after dinner. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like paseo. Do you know what I'm interested in? Please. If anybody has any suggestions that they would like to write to us. There was a moment I couldn't place it time wise. I'm going to say 2017 uh-huh. when it was sitting is the new smoking. And yeah. Everybody should standing be standing desks, desks uh-huh. and also walking meetings. Mm. 2017 is maybe a little. It was probably more like 2015. Well, I know we took I a walking meeting. Extremely yeah. memorable walking meeting in 2015. You're uh-huh. right. You're right. It was more of a 2014, 2015. Like, why aren't we all doing walking meetings? And for me, the answer is that I need to take notes and just sort of be focused. And when I'm walking, I'm there's so many distractions and I can't take notes. I can't look things up. And I'm interested in hearing from people what their sort of tactics yeah, are. Are people doing like voice memos for themselves or something? I don't know. I'm like, I, I look things up. I reference things. I very often need to take notes during a meeting. I don't know how people are doing these walking meetings. I can do a walking phone call, of course, if it's just catching yeah. up with a friend. But this idea of a walking meeting just 
doesn't seem doable to me. Maybe that's just my personality type. Well, Claire, it also, what we really learned in 2015 was you can't do a walking meeting with three people. Oh, no, um, that was terrible. We were trying to do a, a three-person walking meeting down the streets <laughs> of Nolita where like- Well, it was also like 4 p.m. on a beautiful day. It was a disaster. Yeah, it was awful. There's no way to walk three people wide yeah. or even for three people to have a conversation while walking. No, it has to be, yeah, it has to be a two-person meeting. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I guess you could do like a check-in with somebody. Maybe. I don't know. Even just we had a call the, a meeting the other day where someone was like, can we do a call instead of a Zoom because it's so nice out and I want to walk. And I guess for the person who was walking, she, she didn't, didn't really need to take, notes. take notes. But She knew we were going to follow up with all yeah, the important things. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You had something you wanted to share. Yeah. Well, I just learned something. Tell me. I thought it was interesting. So Rothy's, the shoe brand, took out a full page ad in the Sunday Times last weekend in support of this thing called the New York State Bigger Better Bottle Bill, hmm. which is a bill in support of doubling the can and bottle deposit fee and also expanding it to include wine and liquor and mm. like basically glass bottles. All the bottles. All the bottles. It will reduce litter. It will improve recycling rates. It will ease the burden on municipal recycling facilities by keeping these materials out of the traditional waste stream and out uh-huh. of the sort of traditional it's recycling. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It will also, and this part I think is particularly interesting, support bottle collectors and canners. Yeah. Which particularly in New York City, there are a lot of them. And in all big cities, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. I had been thinking about them because one, they root through our garbage a lot. And so I had been trying to separate out for their sake, the cans and bottles that are depositable. Because you um, could be doing that sorting so that no one has to be doing it on the other end. Yeah, yeah. it's just makes This it hadn't easier. occurred to me and it's very smart and duh. It yeah. makes it easier for them. And it also, I don't really mind them rooting through my trash. There's nothing interesting in there, but I think some people mind. But I also noticed one day while walking through a different neighborhood that a lot of people had basically just attached crates to the front of their gates and put, and that was the the, huh. the ongoing receptacle for their bottles and cans. So the canners just knew that they could go there and collect them. I which, love that. Uh, me too. Like, like me truly visually. like a milk crate uh-huh. that they had like somehow to the outside of their gate. to the outside of their okay. gate. And that was just always where they were putting their cans huh. and bottles. And presumably other people who didn't live there could also deposit their sure. cans yeah, and sure, bottles there. Yeah. But I loved it because it is like, first of all, it's terrible for the canners to go digging through other people's yeah, trash to get this. You may as well. And well, it's a lot more work. Yeah. It is a lot more work. And who isn't in support of these people, you know, helping these things get recycled? So it's interesting in New York. At the moment, deposits for bottle returns are set at just five cents, a number that hasn't changed since the 1980s. And glass bottles, (laughs) which often break in the trash and make it so that nothing discarded alongside them can be recycled, are not currently covered by New York's And glass is way more recyclable and easy to use. Yes. Well, and the other thing is, every time I put anything in the normal plastic recycling bin, I automatically assume it's not actually getting recycled. This is the the thing that like basically... Plastic recycling is a bit of a, a sham and a scam. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and it feels like one of those things you're doing to make yourself feel better because you, you're supposed to. And there's so many kinds of plastic and so many of them aren't recyclable and et cetera, right. et cetera. Can you explain the Rothies of it all? Yes. So the bottles that you return for deposits actually do get recycled. And that is where most brands that use recycled plastic in their fabrics are sourcing. It will tell you this is using, yeah. So I feel like Patagonia was the original one that I remember doing this where they were like, this cinchilla is made of 70 plastic bottles, Uh whatever. uh uh Rothy's does the same. So Rothy's, if you are not familiar, has these sort of fabric flats and shoes and bags and sneakers. That are woven sort of looking, but of of plastic. Right, but they're made out of plastic bottles. So Rothy's is in support of this because one, this is- A source of material for them. Exactly. Yeah. And- 
So they're like, let's do this. This is good for everybody, including us. What's interesting about this, the, the, what I read about in Business of Fashion is sort of the flip side of this whole let's turn plastic bottles into shoes and bags and sweaters is that while plastic bottles can churn through a recycling system multiple times, once the PET they're made from is transformed into polyester, it cannot be recycled again or can't be easily yes. recycled again. This so, has been a conversation I have been reading about about recycling fabric in general mm-hmm. and that and as soon as like is recycled cotton is mixed with something else, then that can't be recycled yes. again and you know all of these things. Yeah. And okay. Rothy's has a decent take back program that kind of addresses this where I think they're pulling apart the the shoes using the soles for one thing. I think they use the fabric for maybe insulation or carpeting. Like the Madewell jean recycling yeah, situation. Yeah, they're just almost. using it for yeah. some for other stuff. They're not able to turn it back into shoes. And their spokesperson said they're working on that. But the other thing, uh-huh. the other thing that felt actually like a bigger deal to me is that apparel, unlike water bottles, also gets run through washing machines where synthetic fibers leach microplastics into waterways, which felt like the yeah, more yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't to denigrate Rothy's at all. It's just like, wow, this stuff is also fascinating to me. It's no good answers. Speaking of Patagonia, they sell a brand of these wash, like these washing bags mm. that you put your things mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. to wash them called Guppy that keeps these microplastics from entering your waterway. It like traps the microplastics. So it's at least solving that. Yeah, yeah, that is really smart. As a consumer, you have to then know which of your things need to go in that bag. It feels it feels like the the vinegaring of my silicone products. Like good lord. What do you want to do? It's not a whole entire process. Oh completely no. Um, It's just, you know Yeah. It'd be nice to have less things to worry about, not more. But I just want to not feel like as an individual consumer, it's my responsibility to save the world. If I'm, if you're being honest, if I'm being honest about my desires, like it's uh, just all a lot to do. It's you a know, lot to it's do. a lot of work to save the world. And as a know. as a person who's buying shoes and bottles both, and has an Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ, and if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for our secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.